John, is it okay if I? Yep. I'm gonna go drop one at school and I'll come back. And everybody rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <coughs> we'll call the order. We'll call. Jesus. Roll call. Yes. 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 Okay, public forum, Randy. You have the floor. Thanks. Uh, in the past year or so. I've been here a couple of times, and of course, that's all I have to do with, with the neighbors. And uh, as I drive around town, right up here on Madison and southeast of the schools, where the guy calls himself Big Don, there's all that firewood <coughs> all over, you know, that trailer and junk. <coughs> but yeah, my, my neighbors complain about that two bottom plow sitting on, my, on the west side of my house and that, that tractor and that sickle mower. All, all I have is a thirteenth of an acre. That's all I've got. Because back when Chad Cleveland was here, and Chad and I were talking in his office, so he said when the, when my area was being developed, they were trying to cram so many houses in there that the lots weren't that big. So, to satisfy my neighbors, I'd like to leave town. Uh, is there a place I can put my stuff so that, so somebody they won't complain? Yes, there is. Okay. You know where the uh, elevator for the harvesters at down at the city shed? Yeah. You could put it down by that elevator. I don't think that would bother anybody. Okay, but put the tractor and more. Uh, but what about vandalizing, like messing around, messing around with the carburetor or taking parts off? And well, they, there's more expensive stuff down there than that. They'll, they'll get that first. I don't think they, they haven't bothered anything for a long time. As long as we don't get prisoners out of Rockwell City, we don't have any problem. <coughs> but you could take it down there, and, and I don't, it wouldn't be an interfere with the city at all. Okay. <coughs> but, That's all I have for tonight, and uh, I don't know if the uh, council members have had a chance to read the information that I sent you. Yep, they, they got it. Okay. I, I would still like to meet with all of you at, at a private session, whenever, whenever it works out. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Randy. Okay, before we go to the consent agenda, we have a we need a motion to remove item 11 from the agenda. Before we move further, I think Billy Joe wants to speak a public forum also. Billy, go ahead. <coughs> yeah, no, just step up there. Okay. <coughs> That's all we got. I'm here after speaking with my attorney about um, tree removal from my ditch and on my property by people I don't know necessarily. 
about a way for city removal of trees or notice to me that trees may be in the way of something or someone before someone comes with a saw and saws them down in the center line. The walnut tree that was cut is probably eight inches into the ditch. Probably a 15-year-old tree, probably worth about $300, was cut down or more. Um, was cut down Sunday morning. I'm not sure by whom. The mayor said someone from Lake City. I find it hard to believe that a tree man would come from Lake City on a Sunday morning and cut down nope. a tree. There was a Lake City. No. Okay. There's a lot of volunteers around cleaning stuff up. That At 6 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Well, I don't know who that would be. Well, I, you're the one that's been in my digital saw before. Yep. So. Well, we cleaned your ditch up on the other road this spring for shoreline cleanup. Okay, three years ago you jumped out of your truck with a bow saw and started sawing trees down. In the ditch? You told, yes, yep. and you told me, and close to my property, right. you told me someone from the city would come pick them up. That never happened. I cleared them out earlier this week or last week. Six to eight trees were cut down in my ditch and three on my property and left there to die. What happens when branches and trees are cut down? So I cleaned them up. <coughs> was not well pleased to get up on Sunday morning and have a tree half cut down laying across my lunch. I think when I live in a civilized place like Lakeview, someone could talk to me before a tree is cut down near my house. Especially when I have all that traffic coming through right next to my house on that corner at a high rate of speed and full view of the trailer park over there from my bedroom. So um, it does not, not only do signs maybe get blocked, which I think may have been the issue, but branches can be trimmed, trees yes. don't have to be cut down. Right. It affords me some level of privacy as I live there to take care of my elderly parents. And it looks the way that it does, my property, because it was the original farm that my grandfather had that was the 33 or 40 acres there was recently annexed as far as the history of the property goes by the city. My mother considers herself to be a conservationist. She likes her wildflowers that she's planted over the years. And my dad likes the buildings that I'd like to burn down. But if I bring it up to dad, he cries. So, and they're not gonna be here forever. But I'm doing my level best, working four jobs, trying to keep things going. I do not appreciate how I'm treated by city. Or remember, feels like an alien attack to me. Let's see if we can figure it out. I, I, I don't know if the city was out there on a Sunday morning, but no, I don't it's, think so. it's yeah, uncalled for, for being on personal property. I can I have a picture of the tree as it was cut down. It was cut down this high and left lying on top of my grandmother's, um, albeit half alive. Um, Lilac bush. I, I've seen it. I drove out and seen it. The stump is still that high. It's, the stump is this high. Normal tree cutting people do not no, cut trees that high. And that's my bedroom window. And the stop sign's over here somewhere. So this is not how trees normally are cut and removed. When my son called the mayor, he was at our house within two to five minutes. <laughs> and he watched my son finish taking the tree down. They laid it on the on the roadside there. And 
He said he'd send some guys from the city early Monday morning to take it away at quarter of seven. I looked out my bedroom window. His, your Jeep was there, you had a chain, and you towed it down the road, yep. which also doesn't seem to me to be a professional way of interacting with a citizen when you said the city was coming. I don't, you're the mayor. It, it, seemed easy, it, it seemed easier if I just went and did it myself. It seems really personal for you messing with myself. And I'd rather have it moved up to a formal level of interaction where you don't think you can take your saw and saw things down anywhere near me. That's, where, that's how I would be more comfortable. I think a professional city interaction would be human to human, written notice, conversation between people, not me finding trees down in my ditch for me to deal with. Well, I, I, told, I told you I'd get, I'd get rid of it. With my mom and dad and stuff. I just, it, it makes me crazy. I told you I'd take care of it, so I just drove I, it over to my place. I don't want you to take care of it. That's why I'm here. I'm talking to your council, the city council. I want the council members, Dave and, they almost be gone. Nope. Dave nope. and yeah. Dave. Ken, Cammy, Mike, I'd like for you guys to help there be a meaningful process for this kind of activity between a citizen, the daughter of the landowners, and what needs to happen. That's what I would like to see happen. That's why I'm here. I'm not making the request of you, Mr. Mayor, other than I want you to not feel like it's your personal responsibility to trim anything near my house. No, the last time we did it was uh, shoreline cleanup. You have done it by yourself on your own in the past with your BOSA. I was there. I I'm asking up. that to stop. No problem. And I'm asking these guys to help me with that request because I'm not feeling very powerful when somebody feels like they can come cut trees down. And nothing personal. I, I appreciate you as a neighbor. I just when somebody comes after my trees with saws, I don't like it. And do you guys have any questions for me? I'm trying not to be emotional. I was very angry earlier on Sunday morning. Try to do a better job than all we can do. Yeah. So do you think that that should involve talking to me? Sure. Yes. Making sure I'm home when trees get cut down? I would appreciate that. Yeah. And maybe not on a Sunday morning or when I'm on vacation. That would feel better. We have letters and stamps from the Postal Service. I have an email. Almost any other way would be appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for letting me live in the town with you. Most of the time, it's all right. <laughs> <coughs> okay, we need a motion to remove item 11 from the agenda. <coughs> I'll make that motion. One second. Roll call. All right. Yes. Right. Yes. Second. Yes. Okay, consent agenda. Any additions or corrections, K? Motion to approve. I'll make that motion. <coughs> second. I'll, sec I'll second it. Roll call. Frank? Yes. <coughs> yes. Yes. Okay, we have two building permits. Paul Rydell and Brody and Jessica Steinkamp. They've been signed, Eric, they're fine. 
Yeah. It's just a cement. Yeah. Okay. The other one's fine. Yeah. You have a motion to approve. Second. Second. Roll call. Yes. Frank. Yes. Thank you. Yes. City Administrator Report. I don't have really hardly anything tonight. Uh, the council chairs are on order. I, they should be here in how long? Okay. Yeah, we're going to bring us one oh, to that's right. test. Um, <laughs> hopefully, it'll be here this week. Who's the test pilot? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's around. Yeah, anybody wants to show up and sit in it, they're more welcome. And the other thing I got, we've been having trouble with this splash pad, if everybody knows. It's the breaker in there that's been kicking off. I think it's just getting weaker and weaker, so we've got that on order, and hopefully, you know, how things come, as soon as it gets here, we'll get it put in. So we'll just have to keep an eye on it and keep flipping the breaker back on. That's all, Mayor. Okay. I, I got one thing. We, we need at our city dump to be taking care of that burn pile. It's getting huge. I don't disagree, but, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. You know, weather permitting and wind everything, but it. Nope, we've been talking about that quite a bit. When they brought down the all-in trees from Lot 20, they're all green. And we didn't want to burn it anywhere around Water Carnival. Yeah. Or, you know, rag bright, but right. as soon as that happens, <laughs> if we get to the north, days out of the north, and it's going to burn, we'll probably have some complaints if it switches, but we're going to have to let it burn. Yeah. And then the cement needs to be pushed back again. Yeah, I see. yeah I see the keeps creeping up. Yep. Okay, Neil, would you like to address the council on your building permit? And then I came in, 
and I talked to the mayor and I talked to the city manager and that night it rained and just being there was no um, sheeting on it, no shingles on it, no felt on it, it just the whole inside more of us caved in on a lot of the interior ceiling. I don't believe that would have happened if I wouldn't have been told to stop. I did try to correct it. I did put tarps up. But when you don't have any sheeting, the water goes down in the tarp. Has a low spot. There's a tarp out there that doesn't leak. Um, I was always under the understanding that Lakeview needed housing. Do you want housing or do you, you want to deny me the permit over I don't know why. When you give somebody something, you don't take it back. Um, tax assessment, you always want more money for schools and police and everything else. That's fine. I got an $80,000 tax assessment now. That house gets done, they probably have a $200,000 to $300,000 tax assessment. There was a prior foundation to that house, and when I put the new foundation in, I used the old foundation for form. And I put the new foundation inside of the old foundation that was there. The um, back two-thirds of my house, the back two-thirds of my house, is 36 inches roughly away from my house. The part where I'm supposed to be denied the permit is in the front part of the house. There are pictures of the foundation, so you can see that there is a foundation there. Another predecessor. That found it in space. Um, the front one third of that house is going to be the same as the back two-thirds of the house. It's going to look much better. Uh, the house is roughly the same distance from my north neighbor, neighbor Dave Wiloff from Carroll, who had no problem with what I'm doing. I'm the neighbor to the south, and I have no problem with what I'm doing. So. I got some pictures here. I just want to let you see what I got, so you know what I'm talking about. Okay, I showed them the foundation. Okay, three three pictures. Foundation, I told you there. I put the new foundation on the inside of it. Oh, the inside of it. Yeah, this is my house right here. The blue. Oh. 
This was that was covered with a wooden deck in silo slats. That would be the. And this is a before. This is looking from the lake to the highway or to the street. That's the back part of the house. It's the same distance there. Actually, the front part of the house is a little bit further in. I got it. I brought it in with just a hair. Was there a part of this that was out of compliant? Huh? Part of this was out of compliant before? Is that the, what we're talking about here? Non-conforming. Or non-conforming. Which part of that was? Well, it's too close. Time frame on that. It's too close right here. The time frame on this is like 1953. Okay. We didn't have any building code in 1953. It was adopted in 1978. If, if he owns the property to the, owns the property to the south, can he talk to everybody? Else. If, if, if Neil owns the property to the south, he's an adjacent landowner, so he can do whatever he wants in that space. He doesn't have any, have any setbacks or anything. If he's an adjacent landowner, he has every, every right to build, fill in that whole space. But, but pretty soon, say if he sold one property or the other, then he's not adjacent and landowner no more. Then, then we got, then we're into a Conflict, aren't we? I don't plan well, on selling it. Well, okay. you aren't, you aren't going to live forever. No. But, I mean, to be, if we're issuing a permit now and you're not in compliance with our setback codes, you know, and you sell it one property, permit. The other. I wasn't as brought up then, three years uh, ago, 2021. 20, mm. he, he was, at, according to the the way the code read in 2021, he's in compliance because he's not. Well, it's the same same code we had the other day that we had clarified with Peterson and that. It, it was, was the way Peterson had after he declared had the building permit. The code was changed after he got his building permit. The, the, the code was changed prior to his original permit. I mean, after yeah. the original permit. So two years ago, the current code was not in effect. Um, so I don't think it increases non-conformity at all. I mean, that's that's the main part. It doesn't really, because he's already too far <coughs> south, he's already too far east, but he's not enlarging upon that. He's just adding on a section, but it's not pushing the line either direction, south or east. So he's still three in compliance. And that's why it was issued and approved in 21. And you just, after the year was up, you just wanted to reissue. That's what this all started. Right. Right. Because right. Scott said you had to get a new building permit. <coughs> but you'd already started the project in 21. Right. I started in 21. Right. On the interior. Huh? On the interior. No. No, I cleaned up the outside. Preparing. There's no the water heater there. There's a cement, uh, there's a wooden walkway there. There's cement slats there. Eric, because he's the next landowner, that it's it's it's, uh, it's fine. Is he that can what you're saying? The property line, right? I mean, I mean, it's all his property, he, so it's he, all adjacent property. I mean, he, he can build wherever he wants. There's still different lots there, but he he's a adjacent <coughs> property owner. 
So that goes on all the time. When people have an adjacent property owner, they can they can fudge on the right. setbacks on everything because they own because both pieces of property. Right. It, because he owns both of them, not because if there was another person there and gave him permission. Right. Okay. It's because he owned it. Yeah. Okay. That's just my input. <coughs> So you're looking for the council to prove you to let to you finish the let building me permit. Finish it. Let right. me finish where I started. I have a Mike's making a point that you own the property, but if you sell the property, okay, if you do sell the property, the people who buy it know about it. Their grandfather then. Just like I'm grandfathered into my neighbor to the north. It's less than four feet away. Just like the house way down on the far end by the outlet. That house isn't eight feet away from the pot, or you know, four feet on each side. The very last house by the outlet. Yeah, so they, it's a brand had, new house. They, they had to have the. Uh, and I'm not complaining, I'm not complaining about so, that. No, they had to have a variant. So what if they sold it? The variant well, still well, applies, just like yeah. anything Neil does still mm -hmm. applies. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to make a motion we allow him to continue the project. Which second? I'll second it. We'll call. But oh, wait, we, wait? we got Dave. Oh, right. we, we've got a letter. Dale's, Dale's got a letter. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So Dale couldn't be here, but he wanted to um, have this letter read at the council meeting regarding the Neil Zygman building permit. Um, says, I received a call from Neil after the July 5th council meeting. Neil asked me why his permit was denied and I informed him that he does not meet the setbacks of the lot lines. I proceeded to tell him the rules are in place for reasons. For our emergency responders, as they need, to, need room to work and perform the duties in case of an emergency, as well as if the property needs to be worked on, there needs to be room enough to work on your property and not be on the neighbor's property. These rules have been in place for quite some time and there is reasons we have them in place. And they were put in place by planning and zoning at some point and voted on by the council at that time. Neil informed me that he had a permit at one time to do this and now he's being told he can't proceed. I informed him the permits are not the same and that I didn't and would not vote to approve it. This is a new council from that permit. That permit expired and now he needed a new one. That permit, or this permit, should not have been approved by the building inspector as he does not meet the side yard setback of his addition. These rules are in place for a reason. Neil then went on to inform me that there is a current foundation where he wanted to place this addition and that is one I had to correct him as there was not a foundation there and never was. This particular house was moved into that location by my father, and I lived there as I was growing up, and there was never any building where he is claiming there was. I know that has been the case for over 50 years, that the area that he wants to have in addition has always been open space and had cement silo staves as a walkway as the septic system was under that area before city soil. I still feel this addition should not be added on as this is new construction, and that is why we have rules in place. As far as enclosing the porch area in front of or lake side of the house, I believe this can be done as long as he does not <coughs> remove the current one and just encloses it. And I informed Neil of that 
is what I thought was in the rules, and he would need to double check with John Gibson to make sure I am understanding the rule correctly. Neil asked me his options on this, as if he could take this to the council, and I said, you have options of open forum and nothing to be voted on, asked to be on the agenda to talk this over, or go to Board of Adjustment for a variance. I see he opted to get on the agenda. This addition should not be granted as we have rules in place for a reason and we need to follow them or change them. That was Dale's letter. And I understand that we have those rules, but um, from what I can see, Neil, you're just enclosing what was already there, right? Right. So you're not expanding right. whatever is there. So I'm going to continue. You are that. expanding what wasn't there, though. That was an open area for At one time way. it was there. The brick foundation that you see in this picture is rather unique in that it is stacked concrete blocks slugged with cement. That is exactly the type of foundation that you find under the rest of the house. I saw it. <coughs> just exactly like that. Now, if there was ever a superstructure put on it, I don't know. But the foundation has been there probably since 1953. Okay, we have a motion and a second to let him continue with the building. Roll call. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Muller. Yes. Frank. No. Neil. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Okay, we want to move on hey, to. Listen. I don't think we heard yet. Oh, you, you can go ahead and finish your project. Okay. All right, thank you. Like you say, I can't hear very good. Oh. Well, I turn this on, but I don't know what it's going to do. <laughs> Squeal? Yep. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Why do you want to bring up the wastewater plant and get those uh, contractors to finish that? One of, <laughs> one of my concerns was that, you know, we, I was the one that said we shouldn't rush into signing off on this until we had the major problems with the, with the lagoon itself, holding water and stuff. Well, I think we, I haven't heard of any problems that, with uh, anything kind of leakage, is there? Currently, I would tell you we do not have any leakage that I am aware of. We are still working on filling what I would call cell number three. We have to go low and slow with it because if we open that valve too much, we lose all of our effluent going out, okay. which with our testing criteria, we really don't want to do that. So it, it's, a, it's a time game at this particular point. Once we get a little bit more water in it, can I tell you it's not going to leak? No, I cannot. How, how long are you going to do you want to monitor this? Or what, what's your thoughts on, on time? I'm hoping we can have that last cell filled by the middle of August um, because we also have some testing that we need to start doing for our chloride compliance schedule. So um, that's going to help us with that also. Okay. We also have some what some small issues with countertops. We're we have a punch list of about five. I spoke with Todd Hennison. He is the B and K 
engineer on the project. He was supposed to get old King construction and find out if they're going to do the job or how much it is because it's still an estimate. I haven't heard back from him. He was supposed to let me know last Thursday or Friday. I have talked to Jason. As soon as we find out from there whether we move and we'll take over the project through the engineer and through the bonding company, hire our own roofing people, hire our own people that are going to put the laterals in, hire it all done, and, and keep hopefully keep within the $127,000 budget. When it's gone on this long, I mean, it's, it's four years old and it's 5% and it's left there is $127,000. So that's what I, the budget. The bonding company will not be happy to go over, but they will go over if they have to. But it's, it, we've got to take baby steps from here on out if we take over the project ourselves. Okay, I, I guess, Dave, I'm going to kind of question you about one of the things we'll have a million bucks taken off once we accept the project. And right now it's costing us about $21,000 a year on interest that we're paying on that million bucks that we could not have to pay on. My question is, is there any way we can recoup some of this because it drug out so long, this interest that we've had to pay, or am I barking up the wrong tree? I'd have to look into it, but uh, I'm sure there was a, a completion date that was called for the contract. And right. There's probably some language as to what happens if uh, they don't complete the project in a timely manner. That seems to me like $500 a day or something. So my question is then do we use this as some sort of leverage? Would that help get things done a little faster if we send a letter and I call it an attention getter? I would suggest that Teresa and Dave and Bob from V&K and, and Todd Pennison sit down and, and put something together okay. because the contractors went broke, the bonding company's running the project now. So well, I, but this is just drug on, like you say, yeah. that punch list, the five items or whatever it is, five or six items, you know, they're small items, but they could have been addressed already. Um, well, I, I can't say what happened in the past, but why it hasn't, why we haven't but I've been in contact with him several times trying to keep this going. Bob was here and I talked to Bob personally to make sure to get it rolling again. So okay. so do we do we send a letter and say that we're talking about some legal action if, if this thing drags on more or, or just sit back and see what they do? Well, we heard to bring the issue up. Uh, in the past, Bob Beanster was not confident in our ability to get uh, per diem damages because they have to be based somewhat on actual damages and it would be hard to demonstrate. But you do have that good point with the $21,000 a year. That's substantial damages. Yeah. Pretty actual. Yeah, those are pretty <laughs> actual. They're coming out of our pockets. So yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, uh, we're four years, uh, you know, we're probably three years over where we should have been complete, completion. So, you know, you're looking at 63000 right there. So, you know, the meter's running, and I just wanted to figure out a way to to use it to our advantage or let's get things moved because like I said there's no real major projects and that Jason will keep an eye on uh, on uh, uh, how that works out but what you're watching and if there becomes a problem 
we haven't signed off on it yet. So I, I mean, if you've got a good idea by the middle of August, we'll, we'll, we should be able to expedite a little bit, I would think. But the pensionless items can continue on. Right. That's I think that's a big thing to get keep that moving. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's all I wanted to bring up and just see if that was a possibility. Okay, Jet Services wants to install a water valve at the water treatment plant. Yeah, the valve on the outside of the water plant that isolates the water plant from the system and the tower has not worked for quite a while. There's three valves inside the water plant that need to be replaced. One to the high service pumps and two that isolate to two iron removal vessels. Right now those iron removal vessels and Jason could probably say this a little better than me, but are part working like a softener that you're not regenerating because they can't regenerate because of those valves. So this has gone on, it was $10,000 before they got out of town. Well, uh, previously it wasn't going to happen. So we started the process. We need to get this moving, up, moving forward. And we did have two, uh, Estimates: one for 12, 12,960, and one for 17,964. Jet drain is the lower of the two, apparently bitter. It's not going to fix itself. No. Nope. Well, I'm more worried about something happened. We can never isolate that. Right. Exactly. Yep. We spent a lot of money to put that media and stuff in, and we're just we're not doing it any good because what we're doing is what we call mudballing. It's just sitting there compacting itself and we're not really allowing the water to percolate through like it's supposed to to remove the iron because we can't fluff it. So uh, until we get that valve replaced, we're, we spend a lot of money on filter media that's going to do us no good. And we're just going to end up doing it in a shorter amount of time than what we would if we can start to do it correctly. I'll make the motion to Subject Green's bid. No second. Roll call. Frank? Yes. Muller? Yes. Baltman? Yes. Second? Yes. Okay, we have to have a motion to accept the certified testing services for the uh, pond draining out north of the motel. I'll make that motion. Second. Roll call. Yes. Bowman. Yes. Frank. No. Muller. Yes. Okay. We have to approve 175's water main project change order number one. No. It was brought to my attention. I, I know we already pulled it. I'll just. Well, that was, that's right. There's two parts of that. I explained that in the memo. The first part was after talking, Dale has already been voted on and been voted down, from my understanding. So we'll probably have to dig into that before the next meeting. Uh, we can't approve half of it because it's all all in one package right now. So we'll, uh, I'll talk to Teresa and we'll probably be back on August 7th, at least in one form or another. Okay, they found a motion to purchase a Kubota. How come we're not getting two of the same mowers? They do two different ones for they use also for spraying and stuff. Oh. So oh. there's two complete different uses for them. But these are budgeted items, so. Yes. 
I have a motion to approve the Kubota. I'll make that motion. Second? Second. Roll call. Yes. Muller? Yes. Frank? Yes. Yep. We need a motion to produce by the laser Z. I'll make it. Second? Second. Roll call. Okay, we're going to talk about some parking changes, prohibiting semi-tractors and trailers. This would be our first reading. If you want, I can just kind of skim over each, yep. each area like I did in the memo, or if anybody's got any questions on each section, whichever way you feel you want to do it. How, how do we feel we're going to enforce it down in the town bay parking lot. I mean, with the boats and that, that parking there, is that something that we're going to hand the campers a notice as they pull in, you know, that they can't leave their boats parked out there for over a 72-hour period? or The seasonal will be issued a, a, a sticker and then put it right on the frame of their boat trailer. And, but they'll be required to park it by the maintenance ship. No, they'll be re they're able to park it in, in the, back in the bay, okay. town bay area, and that's the reason for the, the uh, sticker. sticker. Yes. The other way, other side, I mean, 72 hours is what we started out with. If you want to link it, it's fine. But 72 hours is about long enough for a camper to come in there. Not very many. Some might come a week. I mean, there's the provision in there, also that they can talk to the police chief and the mayor and the city administrator and get an extension. Judy, before we go anywhere, would you like to throw in your money's worth? I know it affects well, you. Is the 72 hours for trucks also? Because my neighbor has moved his truck, driven around the block, and come back and parked it exactly in the same spot. But he's moved it. You know, it's been moved. Unfortunately, or fortunately, in this is it has to be gone for 48 hours to restart the next 72 hours. Okay. So they can't just pull it ahead, drive it around the block. It's got to be completely gone for 48 right. hours. I, I, and the other thing, uh, I live south of First Street at the end of Madison. That's Madison Street after First Street. Madison is not as wide after First Street, it's significantly narrower. Uh, he parks his well, not so much this year, but he parks his truck and the trailer along the side, you know, parallel on Madison Street. Mm -hmm. If I would go out and park at the side of his house, if I would go out and park my van at the side of my house, nobody would get through. I don't think he could get through because the road is not wide enough for his trailer and my van. And, you know, once in a while, I don't normally park on the side of my house, so I've been tempted to go out and do that just to illustrate <laughs> that that's not a good place for him to park. But um, sometimes, you know, I have company, like I have a church group come to my house, and they have to park on the side of, mm -hmm. they do park on the side of my street. So I'm a little concerned about anything parking on the street. And we, we I expressed our concern about that street and Harrison Street being so narrow. It's... And we was going to do an addition out here where the addition was only going to be 29 feet wide. Yeah, no, you, you need to get it up to 
33 feet so that if you have people parking on both sides of the emergency vehicle to come through, you got room. But is, is, is that a truck route? Let, let me kind of interject here. What we're talking about the 72 hours is for RVs, campers, boats, boat trailers. Semis are not allowed in the residential section of town at all. You can't, you cannot park unless they park on their own property. And I know the one you're talking about, if he backs in his driveway, there's nothing we can do about it, but he cannot park it on the street. So that this, this stops all semis in town from parking in residential areas. The other thing, but of course, just having it in a residential area, I mean, we have another trucker in our neighborhood, he does not park by his house because he parks it in his driveway. But yes, when he starts it up in the middle of the night, it wakes them up because yeah. <laughs> their bedroom's on that side of the house. You know, it's, it's very inconvenient. And the only thing I think is an issue, our, this is a residential, I'm sure we're zoned residential, but a semi is a business. And so why is that business, his semi, allowed in our residential neighborhood? I, don't, I just, I don't think we should have the trucks in our residential neighborhood. Well, this might be a good start. Yeah. See yeah, how we do with this. There's three readings here. Right. So that's something we'll have to take up with the city attorney. And, you know, I'm not going to be a legal person, but I'm going to be out of here anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it is his own private property, unless I'm mistaken, Dave. That would be difficult to regulate. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. That's when you're talking about somebody's private property. So. But I just want to clarify that there's no semis, no semi trailers, nothing on the residential street, on the streets. They can park for 72 hours? No. No. They can't park at all. They can't park Not on the street. Not on the street. No. Okay. Nope. So if he pulls up there with the whole truck and he stops there, can I call City Hall and call right away because he's on the street? If he is unloading clothes or something no, like that, he can. He can. If, if he's just parked there, and again, I'll... Ask Dave, but I think you can call. There's a provision in there that a semi can park there, and I'll use for an example: if you're moving, you got a moving company, they can they can park there. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, only as long as they can, you know, while they're doing their business, and then they've got to leave. And that's well, the only one. But if he's parking there, like you say, unloading his truck, for, like if he's gone a week, he's unloading his clothes and stuff, and then they're. Reading, you know, it is me Well, we're attempting to rectify some of yes. that. So. I appreciate that. 
Okay, is there a motion on ordinance 6810, the first reading? So moved. Second? Second. Roll call. Yes. 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 Thank you. Yes. Okay. Judy, I'm remember, reminded of an old saying, I think this was from Ben Franklin, that everybody's going to get some of not everybody's going to get everything they want, but yes. everybody's going to get some of what they yeah. want. At least he can't park okay. two semis there right. and not move yeah. one of them for 18 days yeah. like that the last year. And you yeah. can if he's parked in the street for that long of time, you can. Pardon? You can call if he's, uh, he's oh, parked yeah, in the street I did that long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, resolution 2339 is changing the hour or the starting time for the council meeting. What's everybody's thought? I think that'd be a fabulous like idea. Sounds like an excellent idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll make a motion. I'll second. Roll call. Walton. Yes. Walton. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Right. Yes. No further business or a motion to adjourn? Make that motion. Second. Second. Meeting adjourned.